Hello, hello. Welcome to episode 1-1 of Restaurant Rehab. We had an intro episode and I'm pretty sure that don't count towards episode numbers. So we're going to start this count off with episode 1. And in order to get everybody on the same page, I figured it was kind of pertinent that we went over the basics of restaurants. So this episode, Restaurant Basics, is going to be discussing the different roles and duties that each role plays in a restaurant so that we have a better understanding of what I may be talking about down the line. Um, So we're going to dive right in because I ain't trying to waste nobody's time or my own. And... uh, Here we go. In restaurants, you have two main sections. You have what is referred to as the front of house and you have what's referred to as the back of house. Now, what you as a customer reference and see is the front of house. What you deal with on a regular basis is front of house. Front of house includes hosts, bussers, servers, bartenders, barbacks, takeout employees, food runners, And then on a management level, it includes front of house manager, bar manager, even sometimes an assistant front of house manager. Uh, Supervisory level, you have lead servers, lead bartenders, lead trainers, supervisors, etc. So the front of house essentially is any position that deals directly with the customer. Back of house is also sometimes called heart of house, which I think is gay. And I'm a homosexual, so I can say that. But uh, back of house is anybody who creates what the front of house brings to the servers or helps with creating it. So that includes line cooks, which is fry, grill, salad, saute, etc. It includes the dishwashers, the prep cooks, all of those detailed jobs as well as on a management level, assistant kitchen managers, kitchen managers, sous chefs, chefs, back of house manager, lead cook, uh, et cetera. Okay. So for the most basic understanding, what a customer is dealing with is front of house. What an employee is dealing with is back of house. And what a restaurant needs in order to maintain its livelihood is both front of house and back of house. You can't have just great service and shit food. It's not going to get you anywhere. But you also can't have great food and shit service. So you need to have both properly running in order to succeed, if that makes sense. Now, those are all the roles, right? And there's plenty more because this is where it gets a little more intensive. So you have multiple versions of restaurants too, okay? So in this episode, we'll go over the roles and the duties that those roles entail, but also the styles of restaurants. So most of the time when I am talking about a restaurant and things that they should, shouldn't do, can do, etc., I'm going to be referencing the type of restaurant that is your generic either like mom and pop restaurant or even like corporated um, sit down dining location like a uh, Outback Steakhouse or a Buffalo Wild Wings. Like, you know, it could be sports bar related. It could be American Grill related or it could be like Olive Garden, like an Italian place when it comes to the corporations. And same thing with the mom and pop spots too. Um, it's not specifically going to be just like American Grill or whatever. But what I'm going to be referring to in general is ones that have your generic server scenario with bars 
and bartenders, maybe a small bar, big bar, beer only, full bar with liquor, et cetera, um, and food being served as well. Obviously, within the food and beverage industry, there are also straight up bars that have no food or like they sell chips on the side because they have to have something served. Um, there's obviously clubs and like night nightclubs. There's even like strip clubs and adult locations. Then there's uh, diners and breakfast joints that have no alcohol sometimes or the ones that have mimosas and Bloody Marys. Um, you have fast food joints. You have... Uh, Fast casual, which is like your uh, Chipotle's and um, like burger lounges and things of that sort, where you would like go inside, get it quickly, but still sit down and enjoy. Um, versus an uh, a, a diner. I won't actually would put burger lounge and fast casual. Never mind. Fast casual is relative to things that you can go in and everything is cooked regularly and fresh but it's still you still have like a menu to choose from versus like when you go to mcdonald's and it's a drive-through it's just give me a number five you know um and sure you can make adjustments to it but not the same as like chipotle where you're picking everything that's going to go on it and so forth so i guess that's the best way to describe the difference but point being there are a multitude of styles of restaurants um, but in general, when I'm referring to a restaurant, I will be referring to your sit down, eat in dining location, casual dining location that involves bars as well, just to set that clear. But we will go over both because uh, it's going to come in handy down the road too. Um, but in general, I'll be refer referring to casual dining. So, but that is also... Uh, a term there for you. Um, so the outbacks of the worlds and those types of restaurants are referred to as casual dining locations. Um, so you have fast food, fast casual, casual dining, but then you also have like five-star dining and uh, I'm drawing blanks, but you know, above casual dining, I can't even think of words right now, but those exist too. And when you get into the realm of five-star restaurants, you end up getting into um, even extended roles as well. So you no longer just have a server, you have a server and a server's assistant. And then you have bussers, which you also have like, I can't even remember what they'd be called because I only spent a year in five-star restaurants and I will never go back. It's not my cup of tea. But you have people like strictly dedicated to filling waters. You have people who are walking around with crumb knives and literally like, scraping crumbs off the cloth napkin, you know, the, uh, geez, Louise, I'm sorry, guys, it's 1am. Uh, um, you have people taking crumbs off the, off the tablecloths, um, people dedicated to just flipping tables when the, it's over, putting a new tablecloth down, et cetera, et cetera. There is so many levels and you have like dessert carts and like, Sometimes you are in places where people have memberships and or they have accounts. And so they're not even paying for their food because it's going on some account somewhere on some tab that they have going. Um, so that's like a whole nother world. And I'm not going to touch much on it because I don't have a lot of expertise in it and it's not my cup of tea. But we can touch on it if people want a little more information. Um, so back to the basics, casual dining in the front of house. If you're an employee, a new employee, a veteran restaurant tier, or you're a customer, 
you have all seen these positions. So the host is the first person you see. The most important role in all of the restaurants is sometimes referred to as the host because they are the first and last person anybody sees. And while it is an entry-level position, it can set the entire mood for the entire experience. So it kind of becomes crucial. Um, if you walk into the restaurant and one, the host isn't even there, you're already like, uh, do we just seat ourselves? Like, what do we do? Um, two, the host is maybe there and they are disgruntled and not pleased with life. Well, now it's rubbing off on you. And that's the beginning of your restaurant experience at this place. It just sets the mood. So having a well-mannered, happy-go-lucky, positive, bubbly host is pretty important. Um, Unfortunately, the restaurant industry is quite sexist, and that position tends to be young, attractive females. Um, partly because of what I just said too about wanting to like set the mood, and uh, in sexist, misogynistic America, that would uh, set the mood for all the old men. So that's where that goes. Um, the next position that you're gonna interact with is typically either going to be a server or like a busser who's bringing waters to the table. So busser's main roles are, let me backtrack. A host's role is obviously to seat the parties and the guests, but hosts often also answer phone calls, take takeout orders, uh, take down reservations. They fold the you know kids menus with the little crayons in it if they have that at the place um they will help with like putting napkins and roll-ups together uh they will yeah wipe down all the menus they're in charge of keeping track of the rotation because when a server is sat they go through what's called a rotation uh, or a seating chart and so that keeps it even so that every server gets sat an appropriate similar amount of tables some places go as intensive as to count the number of heads at each table. So it's not just this table came in, it's going to Jojo. The next table came in, it's going to Nancy. The next table came in, it's going to Mark. And now we're back at Jojo. Say the first table for Jojo was two people, which would be a two top. And then the next table for Nancy was a four top. And the next table for Mark was an eight top. Well, Mark now has an eight top which is eight people. So Jojo and Nancy are going to get another table. And then sometimes they would skip because like say the next two are like two tops. They would skip Mark because he already has eight people and they're not caught up yet. And they would essentially try to keep the number of heads equivalent versus the number of tables. And other places just do it by the table. Personally, I think by the table makes the most sense, but we can get into that at a later time. So that is the host's main duties. Okay. So they can kind of make or break a server's night because if they skip their section by accident or on purpose, then that's a whole table. And like at most places at an average American restaurant, uh, a table can be anywhere from I'd say 15 to $30 on average in a tip for the server. So, you know, you're, you're eating away at some change there. Um, so you have bussers. The bussers main duties are to clean the table after it's done and get it ready to be what would be called flipped and ready to be uh, reset. So they're going to take away all the dishes, 
sanitize and wipe down the table. And then if like you preset, if you preset menus and plates, like they would be responsible for putting those back down. Um, but other places, bussers also are pre-bussing, which means, you know, your, your glass is empty, then they're going to come and take it. Um, some places that's a server's responsibility. So some, a lot of these, uh, roles are kind of interchangeable because not every place has all of these positions. You can very well go to a restaurant and there'd be no bussers because the server is responsible for bussing their own sections. Um, you can go to a place where there's no bar back, which is the bartender's assistant. Sometimes the host isn't even scheduled because it's a slower day. So the server is the one doing the seating plus busing plus food running, etc. Um, so it's not always like a determined position and is what I'm getting at. Hosts, servers, barbacks, takeout, and food runners are all what would be referred to as, um, oh gosh, assistants to the, the, they're like the, oh, there's a phrase I'm looking for. My, oh my. They would be the staff's, they'd be the support staff. Wowza. I need to do these episodes earlier in the day, people. Uh, yeah, they'd be considered support staff, whereas the servers and bartenders are your main staff. They are, quote unquote, necessary and uh, pertinent to the success of uh, the operation. Without them, you wouldn't be able to get any food orders taken, no drinks made, etc. So you need those people. Um, but the rest are all, quote unquote, support staff that could or couldn't be scheduled depending on volume, necessity, et cetera. So that's the muster's main duties is to clean up, et cetera. Um, a barback, as I mentioned, is a bartender's assistant. So the barback's main duties is typically to refill any, like if they use like a squeeze bottle of juices, like sometimes people do like fresh squeezed lime or et cetera, but they don't want to, you know, they, they get it in like big jugs because it's cheaper. So then that gets poured into a squeeze bottle. And then when that squeeze bottle is empty, the barback's duty would be to refill it. Uh, similar to like mango syrups and strawberry syrups for like margaritas and different mixed drinks, um, juices sometimes go in what's called storm pourers, which are uh, the big uh, pint looking, you know, cylinders that have like a tall, um, a tall cone-like top that would be the where the liquid pours out of. So those are called storm pourers. A lot of times juices go into those, orange juice, cranberry juice, pineapple juice, um, you know, the typical stuff. And they'd be responsible for replacing those. They'd also be responsible for refilling the ice when the ice is melting and going down, um, as well as washing all the dishes, which is like probably their, their absolute main role, uh, washing the glassware, and then restocking and chilling and making sure that everything's like rotated out. That's probably the most important thing I would say a barback does. Um, but then they also, like a busser does with tables, they help take the glassware off the bar when they're empty. Um, they help wipe down the bar when this when a guest gets up. They can help with like taking away the plates and such. Um, typically, more often than not, a barback is not of age to be uh, serving alcohol, or they are just of age and they're not trained to be a bartender. Point being usually the rule of thumb is a barback does not do drinks. So if you go to a bar and someone's like doing all the dishware and you're like, Hey bro, can you get me a beer? They're going to always probably say no. 
because they can't. Like they literally cannot. Um, whether it's an age thing or an untrained thing or whatever, they just they don't have the license for it because a lot of states require bartenders to have like alcohol licensing and food handler licensing, et cetera. So uh, it's very likely that they just literally legally cannot get you a drink. So when you you think they're ignoring you or being an asshole, like they don't even have a choice. Um, so just wait for the bartender. Um, then you have your takeout employees. Takeout employees are often just a host, but if the place is a busy takeout spot, then they will have two people, one that's dedicated to just seating guests being a host, and then one that's dedicated to takeout. Um, and that takeout employee would be just sitting in takeout space on a phone, waiting to answer it, take the takeout order. Then they're responsible for going to the back of house where the kitchen is and um, grabbing all the food, making sure that all the proper components are with the food, which includes like the side dish, the side dishes, the side sauces, the forks and knives and napkins, blah, blah, blah. Um, Getting all your drinks together. Essentially they're responsible for putting the entire order together and then checking it over again, making sure it's all there. And then bringing it out to the car if it's curbside or like bringing it over to you when you come inside, running the check, making sure that everything is uh, good, getting the payment and uh, settling out the accounts. So they're doing everything that a server does just um, in a bag instead of at a table. So um, it is, in my opinion, uh, beneficial and nice to tip a takeout employee as well. I would say people tend to do like 10% versus 20% on takeout because they feel like it was less work. Um, which the only part that's less is like talking to you, <laughs> which does definitely take more personality uh, out of somebody uh, and energy. So I can see that. But anyway, you should still tip your takeout employees. Then you have food runners. Food runners are exactly what it sounds like. They run food. So when the food is ready in the back, there's some places that will ring a bell and like ding, ding, ding. Other places will literally scream out a server's name or the food runner's name or say, can I get a runner? Um, all of those things are to say, there's food ready. It's hot. Let's get it out of the window while it's still hot and on the table. And so uh, a food runner can sometimes be an entire position where the person is hired strictly as a food runner. And again, that'd be the support staff's position. Other places, what they'll do is they'll put a server through rotations on food running. So say uh, JoJo's food running on Friday, then Mark's food running on Saturday, and then Nancy's food running on Sunday. And so every night, a different server is food running. And so no one's really you know losing out on shifts and it keeps getting rotated, et cetera. And you wouldn't have the same server always food running on a Friday because Friday night's a good night and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So it's either a, a direct position or it is a server. Now, a food runner's responsibility is yes, to bring out the food, but also usually the kitchen will say the the dishes, uh, a burger and fries, right? Well, what accompaniment goes with that? Ketchup. Uh, it would be the food runner's responsibility to add the accommodating uh, condiments that would go with the plate because the food is going to be under what's called a warmer and keeping the food warm. You can't put the cold condiments on the food in the when it's under the warmer, so it, it's an afterthought. Um, 
Also, some places, the food runners slash servers are responsible for making their own salads, uh, scooping their own soups, like the soup, uh, the soup warmers would be on the server side. Um, oftentimes, they're also responsible for like, if you get baked potatoes, like putting the butter in the baked potato or uh, slicing the baked potato open, um, all the way down to even making their own desserts. There's a lot of times things that you order are directly done by your server and not even a cook. And it's just the main dishes and entrees and apps, et cetera, that are uh, done by cooks. So keep that in mind too, when you're ordering food that, you know, your server might've very well made that for you. So be nice is my point. Anyway. um, So those are all the positions of the support staff people, right? Then your main people are your servers and your bartenders. So servers Obviously, we all know their main duty is to serve the guests. They're there to take the order, fulfill the order, make sure that everything is good to go, uh, have your drink order taken, get your drinks, refill your drinks, etc. But there are also a lot of um, duties behind the scenes for servers that we can talk about in more detail at a later time. Um, Like, for instance... As a little foreshadowing, there is things called like a, a two-byte checkback where it is in the server's training to come and check at either two minutes or two bytes, which means once you've taken two bytes of the food or it's been two minutes and you haven't taken any bites, they're trained to go over and check on you, whichever comes first, two bytes or two minutes. And see how the food is. If you haven't taken any bites in two minutes, like, hey, is something missing? Like, do you need anything else? And if you've already taken two bites, like, how does everything taste? And that's because that is obviously at the maximum going to be two minutes from the point the food's dropped. So you're still within a window of time to be able to fix an issue versus if they wait longer. Now it's like, okay, well, my food's wrong, but my husband is already finished eating. So I've just been sitting here the whole time. I don't want it anymore. Just take it off the bill. You know what I'm saying? So the two minute mark allows for enough time to still save the day. Um, and there's a lot more little minute, you know, details that happen behind the scenes that you might not even think about. And we'll go over all of those on a different episode. But uh, server's main duties are to serve the guests and all the support staff are there to help the server do that unless they're not scheduled, in which case the server's responsibility also becomes pre-bussing, taking away glassware and plates that aren't being used while you're still there, bussing, which is taking away all the dishes that are left once you're gone, and also running the food from the window to the tables. Um, Oftentimes, too, food running and running of drinks from the bar to the tables is not specific to one server and one table, but rather every server and all the tables. So you might have a random person bring over your drink or bring over your food, and it's just another server, and they were the one that was free at that moment. It's kind of a you know a team effort. So that's a service job. And a bartender's job is exactly what you think it is, slinging drinks, mixing cocktails, putting that all together. Um, but they also do the server's job because they're serving the guests at the bar as well. So they're not just making drinks, but they have to also make the drinks for all of the tables within the restaurant as well. So if it's one bartender on, not only do they have to make the drinks for their tables, plus take all the food orders and make sure everything's good to go, just like a server does, but they have to also then make all the drinks for the tables within the restaurant. So there's like that added aspect. And if they don't have a bar back or somebody to assist them, then they're responsible as well for busing, pre-busing, 
and all the glassware that includes from the tables. So now, you know, the, um, not only did they make the drink for the table, but now they have to clean all the glass, glassware from the table and it's not even their tip. It's not even their, their, their guests, which is where we'll talk about this in a later episode as well. But in the tipping aspect of things, oftentimes servers are required to tip out the bartender a certain percentage of say their liquor sales, basically as like a thank you and a recognition for the extra labor that they had to put in in order to help them make the tip that they made. Um, so those are all of your front of house employees, the main ones at least, the positions and the and what those roles, duties include. And then you have like your front of house uh, supervisors and management. So like lead trainers, lead bartenders, and lead servers. All of those positions are regular servers and bartenders who have been recognized as doing a superb job and put in a and put in that role in order to assist all the other servers, all the other bartenders, help make decisions and basically keep things in line so that the management isn't having to breathe down everybody's backs. So uh, a lead bartender would make sure that things are stocked properly, things are being rotated property, which is referred to as FIFO first in first out. Um, a lead server would be responsible for making sure that all the server's side work done is done, which is like all their cleaning stuff, uh, as well as making sure that, you know, if sometimes they have the ability to comp things, if things need to be comped off of a dish or voided, et cetera. And we'll go over all these terms in the next episode, but, um, I just wanted to go over their, their main roles. Then you have an assistant front of house manager who'd be in charge of like scheduling usually or a front of house manager. Sometimes you have both. Sometimes you only have one. Obviously, a manager's duty is to be there as a presence, essentially, because, I mean, we all know you could have a server say, I'm so sorry, we don't have that. And they'll be like, let me speak to the manager. And the manager comes over and goes, I'm so sorry, we don't have that. And they're like, okay, it's fine. And it's just the presence, really, is what it is. But, you know, it is what it is. Everybody knows how that world works, and it, and we, we go on with it. Um, then you have, like, your bar manager who would be specifically required to ensure inventory is done and ordering for the bar, as well as... Um, Sometimes even creating the drink menu if it's not a corporate location, um, keeping track of liquor pours and making sure that everything is on track. No one's over pouring or um, even under pouring as well. Uh, all of that stuff is involved. Now, back of house, I'm going to, if you didn't listen to the intro briefly, I'm just going to say I'm not huge into back of house. I've worked back of house. I've managed back of house, but out of the 13 years I've been in restaurants, I would probably dedicate 20% of that to back of house and the other 80% has been front of house. So I will always and forever speak more about front of house than back of house, but I'm still going to touch upon back of house just to uh, get all the basics out there. So in back of house, you have your line cooks. Now, there are some places that are slower and that could be one person working all the stations. And by stations, I mean where the fryers are. So anything fried, chicken tenders, French fries, um, chicken wings, onion rings, mozzarella sticks, et cetera, all of those items would go into the fryer. That would be one station and it'd be called fry or uh, fryer, fryer, uh, whatever. That it, Usually it's called fry. And then the grill where you would make your burgers, uh, grilled chicken, salmon, if it's a salmon location, um, you can make your... Uh, eggs if it was a diner or eggs for burgers 
all that jazz, pep, sauteed peppers and onions, all that is grill. And that's a whole station. And then you have saute, which is pans over a over a fire, right? Like you would saute things at home. And that's like your, um, say it was like a pasta place, like you make your masala in a, in a pan, you would make your marinara, you'd make all of your sauces in that pan over saute. Um, say it's a American grill type place and saute would be probably, oh gosh, uh, you'd, <laughs> you'd have like some places would do like a risotto. Uh, you'd have your, sometimes your vegetables would get sauteed, like green beans, asparagus, etc. Um, you can cook different meats in a saute grill as well, uh, as opposed to on the grill. Um, so multitude of options there. Um, you have boil or pasta, depending on the type of place that it is. If it's more seafood, then like boil is an entire spot. So like the person boiling the lobster is boiling the, any of the boiled seafood, like that's their whole role. Um, in a non-seafood place and it's like pasta based, it'd be called pasta usually. And again, it's just the spot where pasta is getting cooked, put together, etc. Um, but oftentimes those positions like boil and pasta are part of saute um, as opposed to separated. So it all depends on the the level of service that that location is doing. Um, and you have salad. Typically that's its own station. Uh, sometimes it's not. And like I said earlier, sometimes it's the server's responsibility or the salads are pre-made and a server is just like taking the saran wrap off of them and putting, just putting a dressing on the side. So it is um, very location-based, but when it is a larger location and salad is its own thing, it is a whole section of the uh, the food window where the food's what's called expo, where the food is coming up that has no warmer because it's a salad. And um, and then like think about when you order a salad with grilled chicken. Well, now you're requiring two stations to be working on one dish. You have the grill making the grilled chicken and salad making the salad. And so communication can be pretty essential back in the, in the kitchen, especially when it comes down to things like that. So um, – those are like your line cook positions and they're all responsible for keeping their line stocked. So making sure there's all the meats they need, all the, all the um, condiments, like things like lettuce, tomato, pickles, etc. Making sure all that's good to go and um, making sure they have the backups ready as well so that they aren't running out of anything during the shift. Now, sometimes the line cook is responsible for prepping all that stuff. Other places have a prep cook and that's somebody who would come in late at night or really early in the morning and would have a list of things based on previous years or months, et cetera, and what they've been selling. And they would use that to gauge what they're going to need for the day or at least next two days, depending on what the item is, because you always want to prep as close to service as possible. And that person would prep all the things like slice all the tomatoes, um, even some places like they would make soups fresh, that person would make all the soups in the morning. If they had pre-made salads, that person would make like say like, you know, 40 or 50 salads in the morning and wrap them all up and put them in the fridge ready to go for when service starts later. Uh, they'd be responsible for dicing the peppers, uh, like literally anything and everything you can think of, cutting cucumbers for salads, um, parboiling the pasta so that when it's time to cook it, your cook time is cut in half. All of these things are uh, either a prep cook or a line cook that just comes in a little bit earlier and sets up and then other line cooks, you know, set up their stations when they get there. But they're all relative things and necessary for the, the success. And then your dishwashers are obviously washing all your dishes. They're responsible for washing all the dishware, utensils, 
ramekins are like the little things that the sauces come in. They have to wash all of those as well. Um, they also would wash all of the cutting boards and knives and all the utensils used in the kitchen, not just the stuff that's going out to the floor, all the glassware that's not from the bar. Sometimes the bar doesn't wash any of their glassware and the dishwasher has to wash all of it. So uh, the dishwasher is like, in my opinion, one of the hardest working and most necessary uh, positions in the place and they get the least amount of credit. So uh, give your dishwasher some love. (laughs) And then in the management level in the back of house, you have your assistant kitchen manager, your kitchen manager. Sometimes you have a sous chef and a chef. Um, And that's where you get into like, like a corporate location wouldn't really probably have a sous chef, but like a mom and pop place probably would. Your sous chef usually is responsible for prep everything, getting everything together, making sure it's all good. They might be delegating that out to somebody, but it's usually their responsibility to make sure everything's prepped. And then the chef would be in charge of the kitchen. They'd be responsible for inventory, ordering, et cetera, even down to like menu development. Um, And then other places that would be called assistant kitchen manager and kitchen manager um, or a back of house manager who's just in charge of all of the roles in uh, you know, dish, et cetera. So it's again, location-based, um, but their responsibilities include on the management level, ordering, inventory, uh, deciding how much prep to do if there is a prep cook or even for just the line cooks to have stuff stocked up, knowing how much they need. Um, and then the most important during service would probably be working as what's called the expediter or the person who is working the window slash expo and ensuring that all the food comes out in a timely manner. So some kitchens, the, the, the staff, the line cooks time themselves and know everything and talk to each other. But when it's a busier place, expo will be in charge of that. And the expediter will uh, literally be like, all right, salad, uh, you know, uh, I need I need two, two Caesars on the fly. And th- we'll get into terminology later, but on the fly would mean as quick as possible. Um, but like they will literally call out what's needed, uh, throw six chicken dis- chickens down because there's say two grilled chicken Caesar salads, one grilled chicken sandwich, and three grilled chicken house salads or whatever, right? So they're looking at the whole board and knowing, okay, we have six, what would be called, they'd say six grilled chickens all day and all day means everything included in that current set. Right. And if a new ticket came in right after they said that that had grilled chicken on it, they would say, sorry, seven all day. And the cooks would know that is including what he already said. So we need seven all day. Not like other, cause that's where we get confusing. They'd be like, Oh, I need six grilled chicken, seven grilled chicken. Okay. Do you need, 13 grilled chickens or do you need seven in total and there is one additional you know what i mean so that's where phrasing becomes important and there's a lot of phrases and next episode is going to be going over all of those terms so this is probably one of what would be i think one of the longer episodes but i wanted to get over all the basics of front of house and back of house roles and duties because once we get into things and we start talking about different positions and different ways that things can be done and how to fix things and problems that happen often and solutions for them. I will just use these terms, roles, and uh, not go into super basics every single, uh, super detailed every single time. So it's good to just have this foundation for anybody who is new to the industry. 
whether you're just a customer or you're a new employee. Um, so if you have any questions, like I said, feel free to throw them in the comments. Definitely let me know if I missed anything. If you disagree with anything, I am an open book. I'm here to listen, converse, discuss, investigate, figure it all out, and we're going to get this going. So DM me, comment, subscribe, send it to your friends. Let everybody have a listen and let me know what you want to hear about in terms of restaurants. But next episode is Restaurant Basics 101-2. And we're going to go over all the behind the scenes of restaurants, all the terminology that's used, the language that's important, things that happen that you don't even probably know happening um, that help the, the whole caboose keep moving. Uh, so tune in for episode two, Restaurant Basics 101-2. And I'll talk to you guys later. It's been a pleasure. Have a great night.